You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to a very special episode of Untapped Keg. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, what's so funny? <laughs> well, I just, uh, I don't know. I got, I got tripped up there for a second. So, but all is well, man. Of course, as always, relatively speaking. Uh, but I'm doing, I'm doing. You know, all is well on my end. Uh, you know, uh, excited for our badges, of course. Excited. I mean, that's really why we're obviously pulling this podcast together, this emergency cast. It's really talking yep. about our badges. Yep. Um, so I'm excited for that, of course. How you been doing? Uh, I'm tired. I worked all night last night. I got an hour's sleep to go to the dentist that canceled my appointment but never called me. So I'm tired, but <laughs> that's okay. We're here to talk some Badger football. You know, I know man. everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of people, um, a few people have kind of uh, wondered your thoughts on the upcoming Badger season. Yeah. Uh, you and I have had pretty candid conversations when it comes to football in general, and usually we have pretty good conversations about the Badgers too. So figure we'd uh, have a little cast before the first game, maybe mm-hmm. we'll try to do something before uh games every week but yeah what do you what do you think overall as a absolutely, team absolutely. coming into this game absolutely i love this i love this talks i love these talks because at the end of the day no one knows how the badgers are going to do we can sit here and read their stats from last year we can sit here and and go look through some media to see you know how well some players have been practicing. Um, we can we can look at all that stuff, the X's and O's, look at everything that looks good on paper. But at the end of the day, no one knows how well they're going to play or how poorly they're going to play. Obviously, me, you know, me being a Badgers fan, I'm optimistic. Glass is always half full, so I believe that our Badgers are going to do well. It's just, you know, what is that well going to you know, entail? What is it going to encompass, I should say? And I don't know. You know, I really don't know. Um, I'll be the first to say the lack of, you know, obviously COVID, you know, really shut a lot of stuff down, you know, no training camp, which I always look forward to training camp because that's what I'm, you know, constantly on my phone reading stuff about the Badgers practice, how players are looking X, Y, and Z. And sometimes I'll leave you sneak up there to practice. Well, obviously that wasn't an option this year. Um, so long story short, I'm looking forward to them doing well. I'm looking forward to obviously watching Pryor, watching Davis, um, Nikia Watson there in the backfield, obviously me being running back, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I'm watching that backfield heavy this year to see who's going to step up and fill, uh, Jonathan Taylor's big shoes. So Nikia, Jonathan Taylor, who <laughs> <laughs> <So> Nikia Watson, <laughs> we got Jalen Berger, a guy from uh Jersey area, I believe. Right. Um, and you know, obviously the, Big question mark is the big other other big question mark is the quarterback position. Um, you know, obviously with uh, Cone 
suffering an injury. Mertz, um, Mertz is stepping up, correct? Yeah, that's right. Mertz is going to be the starting quarterback right. going into correct. Uh, the game tomorrow night. So correct, Friday correct, night. correct. So again, don't want to get too long with it here. Don't want to eat up too much time. But I, I'm looking forward to watching how Mertz is going to play in that backfield. Let's be honest. I, I want to see who's going to step up and be that number one running back um, for the season. Uh, although it does take two running backs in Big Ten football. We know that, but who's going to be that leader in the backfield? So that's what I'm looking forward to. What about yourself? <clears throat> yeah, this is the first time I can remember replacing so much talent um, mm. across the board, right? right? Like you had so many uh, key contributors to last year's successful team that right. – aren't back this year. Like obviously Jonathan Taylor, that's huge hole, but you have Jack Cohn who I would say was very Brooks Bollinger, Jim Sorgi like where uh, he's just steady. Like he's going to make some plays that are going to really impress you. But uh, most of the time he's just kind of a steady Eddie and he's not a reason that you're going to lose. Um, you, you lose Quintez Cephas out on the outside. I mean, you and I just, you know, we love the way that he played the Loved position it. at the receiver. Uh, <laughs> I really think he's going to be – I think he could play at the next level. I think he just needs a chance, but we'll see. Um, but then even on the defensive side, you know, you're, you're replacing uh, Zach Bond and Chris mm-hmm. I mean, playmakers. Yep. It seemed like every single time there was a big play, it was either Chris or it was Zach Bond. So, I agree. Um, and I feel like they were there were some man. leaders too. Yes. Yep. They weren't just great players. They 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 radiated a lot of energy. Definitely. It. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. It just seemed like things would be dull, and you'd get a big pass to Cephas, who would make a contested catch, or <laughs> right. Uh, things would be a little bit dull, and Orr would fill in a hole and get a tackle for a loss, or Bond would be stripping the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. It just. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Usually, I don't know, except for. You know, and this goes a ways back, and I can't remember who else was on the team at the time, but uh, it goes back to like the Tyler Donovan-led Badger teams, <laughs> which is kind of what it reminds me of. But you never had a uh, talent at the quarterback position like Graham Mertz coming in either, a recruit. True. So I think he – I think his floor is like Brooks Bollinger, Jim Sorgi, like – at least from what, you know, everything you hear. Like, you don't hear coming out of practice and stuff like you do about what Mertz has been doing. So, I think his ceiling could be like what Russell did. Like, making plays and winning games. Like, making everybody around him better. Absolutely. So, I, you, you know, you just... You still have Danny Davis on the outside who's made plays in big games before. Mm-hmm. And Kendrick Pryor as well. So that helps. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there's some, you know, young kids that can step up or some of these uh, players that have been waiting for a couple of years to step up kind of take the bull by the horns. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's such a good point. I love how you ended with that because that's so true. That's, that's the exciting part. Obviously, it's automatically exciting because given what everyone's been through this year, just getting some college football back here in the Big Ten is – is awesome. Looking forward to it, but it's also exciting too. Yeah, to see who's going to step up. 
Um, I love watching. I mean, I love watching um, young teams um, because I think that's really the time where you, you know, you really see leaders that, that are born. You really see somebody molding into that leadership role. And it's actually really exciting to watch. Um, it's really exciting to watch. And then obviously once you, you know, slap a couple W's up against that and have a winning season, it's just, you know, that, that fairy tale season, um, which is what I'm most definitely looking forward to because, um, you know, we, 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 we have to make some noise this year. I'm so sick and tired of, you know, Ohio state being at the top. Um, you know, I feel like there was more balance to the Big Ten in our, in our past. Um, and, I, and I'm talking 10, 12 years ago, um, as opposed to lately, the last maybe five years. It's just been... when You're saying when Michigan was good. Yeah, when Michigan and Michigan State was... was yeah, exactly. When they were good football teams, really good football teams. Um, I feel and like... Then you had- Iowa and oh. Penn State, who are always sneaky as well. Exactly. But, Purdue. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Per, well, Purdue hasn't been good really True. since uh, Orton, <laughs> since Kyle Orton. But uh, well, geez, I mean, sneaky is what I'm saying because they would always, for some reason, yeah, always play extremely well cool. against Ohio State. <laughs> right. I mean, Northwestern's had had a couple good seasons right? in there too. Like, so I just feel like we just gotta just balance this bad boy back out. Um, you know, although we, we lost my four years playing, we lost Ohio State three times, but those three losses we're talking were close games. Um, close games. So it's, it's you know, I'm just trying to see the, some balance. Just, I want to, I just want us to dominate. And I, and, and I feel like, and I feel like it's possible. I do feel like it's possible. I really do. So we got Illinois tomorrow, 7 p.m. in Camp Randall Stadium. Um, how do you feel about that? It's going to be different, of course, but you know, you know, how do you feel about that? You know, the no fans. I think it goes back to uh, kind of what I said about NFL. Like, honestly, the the home teams don't have as much of a mm-hmm. as much of an advantage anymore. It almost makes it neutral, right? True. It almost makes it into a neutral site. So, um. Yeah, you know, Illinois has a chance to be a sneaky team. They've had some good teams in the past. They've they lost last year. There. Yeah. <laughs> lost exactly. to them last year. Exactly. So, <laughs> it, I think, I mean, it, it feels like Indiana's like two defensive players away from being a sneaky good team because their offense is always good. But Yeah, that's true. They put um, up numbers. Yeah, at, that, at the very least they do that. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know what to think. I don't know. I honestly don't know anything <laughs> about this Illinois team. I know very little about this Wisconsin team. So, like, I was just going to ask you questions about what you thought about it. Uh, right. Having gone through it. I mean, you know, I'm sure they're focused. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of nerves in the first half. Second half is probably going to be closer to what you can expect from both teams. Um. But these first three games are really are the preseason. It's going to be my honest opinion. What I'm anticipating, yeah, it's going to be a, a rough start. Um, I, I just do hope believe there's not that. a lot of injuries, right? It's going to be a rough start. I think because just like what you mentioned earlier, like our offense, we got some, 
we got some playmakers coming back. We do. We got some leaders coming back. Just like you said, Danny Davis was a key player last year, making some big time catches. Um, same for Pryor. Um, we 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 got some we got some leaders over there. Defense, you know, I I, I don't really know. So it's you know when it comes down to not having really a training camp, not really wearing the pads a lot. Um, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be uh, rough, not rough to where we'll lose. I still think we'll come up with a victory, but obviously, yeah, we're going to see some, you know, maybe see the ball on the ground. Hopefully not, but maybe, maybe an interception. It's going to be, it's going to be a little rusty um, as expected uh, because the team's young, the team's young. So we got young players who didn't have a training camp. I mean, so I, I guess I just wanted to throw that out there so people just understand, hey, you know, this isn't like last year. This isn't like the year before where, you know, you had, you know, uh, a, you know, a lot of time, you know, with your teammates, with your coaches and all that stuff in person. It's different now. It's different now. So so we will see. I still think. I still think we obviously I, we're going to come out with a win against Illinois, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, we better at Camp Randall Stadium. It's just the following game going to Lincoln, yeah. Uh, which I actually don't know. Is Nebraska allowing fans, or is that a is that a Big Ten rule? No, or is it sure state by state? State by state. It's okay. A school by school. School by school. So I want to know if if Nebraska is going to have somewhat fans or not, because I know that's a very very difficult place to play at full capacity. So I'm just wondering if they're going to be half or 25 percent or what have you. So I'm looking forward to. You know, that game was well on Halloween day, uh, you know, week two. But it's um, it's going to be it's going to be quite the season, man. Obviously, you know, I, for me being a running back. I am looking forward big time on who's going to step up in that backfield. You know, you're you're filling the shoes of somebody who rushed for six thousand yards in three seasons. <laughs> uh, so you got some shoes to fill, and obviously, Big Ten football, Wisconsin football, we run the football. So we got to we got to control that line of scrimmage, and I we need we need a back to step up. So I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, we got a question from uh, Mr. Lucas out there on Twitter. <laughs> is there a uh, is there a specific back that you're looking at that's going to step up and take the job, or do you think it's going to be a few games before we know who it's going to be? Because if people remember mm. Jonathan Taylor, it took two, really three games before he solidified himself right. as the feature back. Right, yeah, because I was we we thought it was gonna be uh, Bradrick, yeah, Bradrick Shaw, because he did right. so well his freshman year. Yes, he did. He had he averaged like seven yards a carry, and he looked like Man. a horse. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Lucas, Lucas, great question. Um, so w- the question again, RJ was a running back who's gonna step up in the backfield? Yeah, like now that I got to choose, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be Jalen Berger, and I think it's gonna be quick. I do. So it's gonna be. You think it's gonna be similar to? I think it's gonna to be tomorrow, Taylor. I, th- I think it's gonna be game one. Um, I really, <clears throat> I really do. Jalen reminds me a lot of. And yeah, I obviously have not watched a, enough of his tape. I haven't. <laughs> this is just a speculation. Um, a, you know, loose uh, speculation. However you want to put it, but uh, he reminds me a lot of like a Michael Bennett. 
um, in a sense, very slippery, quick. Um, and hopefully he, you know, he keeps that going, um, you know, obviously for week one and throughout the rest of the season. So to your question, Lucas, I think it's going to be Jalen Berger. I'm, you know, giving you conviction in my voice when I say that uh, I'm hundred percent certain on that. I think it's going to be Jalen Berger and I think it's going to be tomorrow. First game. I think he's going to separate himself from Watson. I do. Interesting. I do. I do. I do. I really do. Um, now, if, if now, if he doesn't, I mean, that's obviously a win-win for all of us. Um, that means that means Watson's balling <laughs> and he deserves more carries. Um, and either way, if that happens, it opens up the passing lanes. So got to get that run game going. So Lucas, I got Jalen Berger game one, solidifying that position. Yeah. You know, thinking about this too, uh, with the running backs, it really would be nice if uh, the offensive line would be able to step up and be one of those vaunted offensive lines that Wisconsin has had in the past that I think has not played up to snuff, especially last year. Mm. But uh, for the past two years, I think they've honestly underperformed. I agree, because that um, Illinois game last year was bad. Yeah, <laughs> last year last year, I think we thought the offensive line was going to be a lot better than what they ended up being. So I remember the Iowa game, you know, Cone was running for his life. There, were, it, it just felt like Taylor was making a lot happen um, with not a lot of room. Oh yeah, and uh, I remember he rushed for like two hundred yards that game, and it was like the quietest two hundred <laughs> yards ever. So true. It was like after the game, we're like, wait, how many yards did Taylor have? He got over a hundred, right? He had like over two hundred, and it's like, when did that happen? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I I'll be the first one to say. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. If Jonathan Taylor had my offensive line my sophomore year, again, I say sophomore season, which is the year before Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson did a lot. Him just being so gifted opened up run lanes for me, and his arm was just God-given talent, which is why he's on track to be a Hall of Famer now. But if Jonathan Taylor had my offensive line my sophomore year, Gabe Karimi, John Moffitt, uh, Jesus, what's his name? Um, uh, oh my gosh, Kevin Zeitler, who was there my junior year as well. He would have rushed for high. You know, he'd have been he would have been just shy of eight k, in my opinion. He'd probably been seventy seven, seventy eight hundred yards. Um, no questions, at, no questions about it. So yeah, I I, I I agree with you there. Last year, I think the offensive line was exposed a bit. But you wouldn't even you watching the game as a fan, you wouldn't guess that because Jonathan Taylor was just that great of a running back. But if you really watch it, the offensive line, they they were exposed a few times. And and in particular, the Illinois game last year, which is, in my opinion, why we lost and we got them tomorrow. So Yeah, it's you know, it's kind of a redemption game for sure, the way that they lost last year, but uh one so I keep I've heard I heard this from I'm pretty sure Spring Ball because I saw this name before, but there's a true freshman wide receiver coming in that's creating a lot of buzz. Oh yeah. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah, for us? Yes. Mm, I'm gonna I try to say that. this name and I've never heard I haven't heard anybody say it and I'm gonna apologize right now. I'll get it right next week. <laughs> but I'm just I'm reading it and I've seen this name at least half a dozen times. Uh, about his talent and how he's looked in practice. It's uh, 
Chimere DK. C H I M E R E D I K E. So Badgers. Why haven't I? I have not heard a lot about it. That's shocking. Oh yeah, Ch- Ch- Chimere DK. Ch- yeah. Ch- Chimir Chimir DK or something like that. Yeah. Sh- Sh- Shimir maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if he could uh, step up and be, you know, an impact receiver right away because that would be mm-hmm. huge, especially mm-hmm. for what Mertz might need here. Because, um, yeah, I, especially if he's gonna be running for his life, like it's gonna be. I'm really excited to see if Graham Mertz lives up to the hype. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he can live up to the hype, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's very – the hype has almost been overblown because people are so excited. Like, um, you know, a lot of people think it is the second coming of Russell Wilson, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's something that's got me really excited to see what this kid can really do. So, slinging that. forward to it. It would be awesome if they could uh, but- have somebody who could – yeah, sling it. But the second coming to Russell Wilson, I mean, I, I truly hope people aren't out there. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if Mertz, if you're listening, or if your family members are listening, I'm not saying it's not possible. But we're talking about Russell Wilson here. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Russell Wilson. Um, I'm not expecting that year one, but it is possible. And I would love for him to prove me wrong. Absolutely. But here again, he doesn't need to play like a Russell Wilson. So I hope that fans aren't really looking forward to or looking looking for that to happen from the step in and be as dominant as Russell was. He doesn't need to be like a Russell Wilson. It would be great if he was, but he just needs to be the best Mertz. As cliche as that sounds, we just need someone like a Tolzien back there. Um, maybe a bad comparison, but you get what I'm saying. Someone back there who's just great at facilitating the game can make a few passes here and there, but just great at just protecting the football, getting that offense where they need to get to, and uh, and just and just making it happen. So, you know, that's my take on Mertz for sure. Um, because I, I agree with you there. Now thinking back on everything, RJ, I agree with you there. There has been a lot of hype for him. There has been. It, since he was recruited, since mm-hmm. he signed. There like... has been. There has been. Jeez. I agree with you on that, and that that's that's a lot of pressure for a kid. Um, a lot of pressure, but you know, I I I think I think I think he'll be all right. I really do. I think he'll be all right. I think he will. So, offensively, mm-hmm. what are you looking for here? Are you looking for? A balance attack? Are you looking for a run heavy attack? Run heavy. Um, so you're looking for like 150 yards on the ground or more as a positive? Um, well, combined, I don't combined, not out of one bag. Combined, <laughs> combined. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, combined, yes. And I'm. I don't know if I'm necessarily looking for yards. I'm most definitely looking for just us. We know our style of football. We know Wisconsin football. It is. 
It is. It, it's the run game. It's it's the run game. Now I'm not saying it has to be 95% run, but we have to establish the run. So we got to get the run going. And then obviously, if we're going to be playing Mertz, who has yet to have a single snap, correct? Yeah. No, he, he played some last year. He did. I, I, that's why I just said Same correct because I just remembered too. So playing Mertz, I mean, this is this is his year. We got to get him a little comfortable back there. Get him a little comfortable. So just give him, you know, maybe a 60-40, you know, 60 being handoffs this game, you know, 40 being passes, or maybe even a 70-30, actually. Um, but all in all, yeah, as I just is, <laughs> say what? I'm playing Big Ten football here. <laughs> I said 70 being run, 30 yeah. being pass. I'm saying yuck. <laughs> that would make for a boring game. I, I, if he, this kid is going to be good, it better be 50 50. I just know how Coach Chris is. They, I, I hope they bring back jet sweeps. I hope they bring back a lot of motions. Those, I'm sure they will. I'm those, sure they will. Those jet sweeps are dangerous. What yes. NFL team was just doing that? The Packers. That was the Packers, right? That's right. It's, it's, we're not going to talk about it. It's, it's that constant motion. Oh, we're going to get into it here in a second. But that no, that we'll save that. <laughs> we'll save that. Okay, we'll save that, guys, for uh, for the next episode. This is the emergency cast for the Badgers. Okay, okay, I'll preserve that uh, for next time. But um, I know how Coach Chris is. Um, Coach Chris is going to want to establish the run game. Guarantee that's what he's saying. Why? Because that's what Barry Alvarez is saying. Not saying that Coach Chris can't make decisions for himself, but that's just what Wisconsin football is now establishing the run game early. Does that mean we're going to run the entire game? Well, exactly. I hope not, but I would like to see maybe a 70, 30, 70% run, 30% pass. We got to establish the run and we got to establish that one, that running back one, who's going to be number one. So, you know, we don't need to throw the ball a lot against Illinois, but who knows? Who knows what their game plan is? So everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mike Tyson. <laughs> so on defense, um, you know, Jack Sanborn is the linebacker that's coming back. I don't know if you remember that name, but, you know, he played pretty well last year. He was actually – he was the leading tackler So as a sophomore. So we were talking about Chris Orr and oh, yeah. Zach Bond and Jack Sanborn was out there being really solid as well. And I I remember seeing him make a lot of plays too. So but you just lose Bond and you lose Orr and it just felt like you you know it feels like you're losing a lot of uh a lot of big plays there, a lot of momentum makers. Absolutely. Um you know what from the defense having Jim Leonard obviously he does an amazing job coaching up this defense. Uh, I guess, where are you looking for growth from the defense this year? Oh, that's easy. DBs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, that's an easy answer. Yeah, DBs. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I actually, it's funny that you said that because I'm literally looking at him right now because I'm like, wait, who's back there? <laughs> Start there. Dante Burton, sophomore. We got Wild Goose, junior. Um, we got Dean Ingram, uh, redshirt freshman, um, Harold Jr. He's from Denver, Colorado. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah, we still got Scott Nelson back there. Safety. He did some. He showed up a little bit last year. 
a few yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. He did. His name popped up a few times last year. Alexander Smith. Well, I'll be honest with you, RJ. I, I, I'm going to be honest right now. I'm not familiar with a lot of these names. That's because, honestly, <laughs> they were they were so solid last year that right? there weren't plays made on them. Like, you know, obviously Wild Goose is such a kind of an odd name. That right. <laughs> you recognize that. And Caesar Williams, I know I've seen that name, too. Um, yeah, but who was it Burrow last year? They had a safety who would come up and fill the holes. Was it Pearson? Reggie Pearson? Um, he had a health issue. I thought it was Scott Nelson. Was, I thought it was Nelson I, who did pretty I well. I thought it was Nelson too. He come up, came up and made a lot of stops in the run mm-hmm. game, some big hits, and yeah, some broken, broken up passes. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I can't um, remember. If it feels like it's so long ago, doesn't it? Right. I think and by not having. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's that's the thing is I, you know, going into this without really. Yep. It's been so long since <laughs> I thought about Badger football that. I honestly haven't thought about it since the Big Ten championship game. Like, Absolutely. And I think it's, it's true, though, because, I mean, you know, a regular season, you know, you have Big Ten championship game, whether we're in or not, we still have that week. And then you have the bowl season and then you have spring football and then you got some, you know, what I'm saying you just get right back into it. It's constant media where we can tap in and see what's going on with the players. Well, obviously with the coronavirus and election year and everything shut down, it was now we're jumping back into it now, like coming out of the bubble <laughs> and trying to figure out, okay, who's still here? Um, I forgot to mention running back Garrett Groshek. Love the way he runs the football. Love it. Love it. And I'm saying it too, and I'm going to say it. A white running back, you rarely see it. Love it. The way he runs the football. <laughs> is, he, is he a halfback or a fullback? And they have him listed as running back, which he's mainly plays fullback. I'll agree I heard, I did but, hear he was going to move to, uh, he was going to move to uh, halfback this year. So. I like the way he runs. He runs hard. He's decisive. He doesn't do a lot of thinking in the backfield. It's one cut and go. I'm either going to get two yards, I'm going to get one yard, or I'm going to get 10. Who knows, but I'm going. That's what I like it. <laughs> I like it. So we'll see, man. So I guess, you know, not really knowing going into this game uh, too much of what to expect and, you know, who's going to step up. Mm. Right. Uh, I, I'm really hoping for a big game from Mertz. I really want to see that freshman wide receiver, but I want to see Danny Davis look like mm. The Danny Davis, vintage from like David Miami, Dan- <laughs> Miami, that uh, that bowl game where he just dominated Miami, and then against Ohio State, he had he had a big game too two years ago. He so. had an amazing catch that game. Yeah, was that the yeah, diving I'm, catch on the sideline? Yeah, Whew. yeah. <laughs> he's he's exciting to get the ball in his hands. You know, it would be very cool to see if they could uh, get some bubble screen action going too. So. Uh, Speaking of that, I'm going to kind of jump in on that right there because I think that's such a good point. That's what we did a lot with Russell. We had an inside zone play, but we had a – where we had our slot receiver would run a bubble route, 
or like a like a that's the bow route, kind of like a like a screen, like he's like like a swing route, like behind the line of scrimmage. The receiver, um, for an inside zone play, Russell had the option. If okay. the DBs, yeah, if the DBs were playing soft, playing off, he would dump it real quick to him. So every time you saw that, you know those plays were designed for to be a run, but he just hurry ups and dumps it to the receiver, and the receiver gets you know four or five yards, or he can hand it off. So yeah, that would be sweet if they did some stuff like that. Absolutely, in the motions as well. So That's what you're saying is Russell Wilson stole some stats from you your junior year, and you should have won the Heisman and Heisman votes. Let's <laughs> say and Heisman votes. Uh, no, I think either way, I think either way there was I still wouldn't have won the Heisman because I was in what fourth place. So I think you were third. Or third, so I, I still don't think I would have surpassed second place with the votes that went towards Russell. I don't know. I don't know. What helps me sleep at night, as I say, no, I would not have. <laughs> but um, that was a joke, by the way, in case people didn't catch it. Yeah, <laughs> we're just having fun. <laughs> they should know now. What is his no, name? You should go to Russell and say that we said that. <laughs> we said he stole the Heisman from Mont. Monte Ball. He'd have a high right would, now. If it would, wasn't for Russell Wilson. Russell would crack up. Uh, he would crack up. He knows we're joking. And everyone listening knows, too. I mean, hopefully, you know, but 30-something episodes in. But, but okay, back on the question. Back on the question. I like what you said. So, Mertz is your guy. Um, you're looking to step up tomorrow. Um, I'm going to stick with what I said. Jalen Berger for me. Oh, no, no. You said Danny Davis, correct? Who'd you say? Well, I said I want to see a big game from Mertz and then maybe okay. like Danny Davis step up and okay. uh, take take the leadership of the wide receivers. I really want to see DK out there too, like see what he's got running routes, see how crisp they are, how quick he looks. So Sound like DK Metcalf. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I hope that's how you say his last name. I'm uh, sorry. We'll find I'm out sorry. tomorrow. Yeah, it's all good. There's way worse things to tell you that. But <laughs> um, – so what are your predictions for the score here? Do you think the defense is going to be as tough as it has been in the past? No. I guess. So, okay, what do you got for a score here? But it depends on, obviously. I'm interested. Illinois. I'm interested. On, yeah. <laughs> it depends on Illinois' offense. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I'll be the first to say this. I don't know anything about Illinois' offense or their defense, their team. Nothing. Do you remember Absolutely. who was the big performer last year when they beat the Badgers? Mm, gosh, I watched that man. I watched that at the movie theater when I and I was livid. Okay, let me think real quick. I'm thinking back. It was a receiver, wasn't it? Some receiver. Uh, I asked that question rhetorically because I have no idea. Wasn't it receiver? I think that was a, a receiver balled out last year. But either way, I that's the quarterback. Running back. You're right. You're right. That running back, uh, I remember he had a pitch or something like that, and he shook the heck out of somebody. It was their running back. Let me see. Running back. I mean, I, I think I think you're right. Ah, it's gonna take me too long to find him, but I I, I think I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember, I think he wore number two, Reggie Corbin, maybe. Sounds right. 
Yeah, I don't know. He wore a single so, digit number, I think. But okay, okay. What do you have for score? Seventeen Badgers, nine. You think Carolina scores seventeen points? Mm-hmm. I do. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. I'm gonna go seventeen nine Badgers. I'm gonna go thirty to twenty-four. Ah. You think it's gonna be that high scoring of a game first game of the season? Yes, no you training just camp. Said you didn't think that their offenses are gonna take advantage of the defense, of the defense in the right in the right spots. And you just said you thought the Badgers' defense wasn't gonna be as good, but they're only gonna give up nine points. Illinois is still Illinois. They beat them last year. They still got that running back. I don't think they do. Actually, they got a they got Mike Epstein starting a white kid. Not saying. Oh, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, that. I'm just saying. All right, they're only gonna score. <laughs> I didn't want to say that earlier, but and please to everyone listening, obviously RJ's white on black, untapped cake. There's no prejudice or racial bias or what have you. A football player is a football player. Well, I'm sure he's got a high IQ, probably a but high motor. Let's be honest. He's quicker than you think. We don't see white running He doesn't backs. give up. <laughs> we don't see them. Let's be he's real. He's got tremendous second effort. <laughs> so as soon as I saw that they have a white running back starting, and, and but but in the same breath, I'm going to say this. I love if, if we came out and started Groshik, I'd be like, oh, hey, let's go. But then other teams would probably say the same thing I'm saying right now. So I'm going to say that with caution. You know, white, you, you, don't, back white. you don't see white running backs. That's all I'm saying because you don't. Well, I mean, so Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's 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 and that's I'm gonna true. say the name that all Packers fans that's are true. thinking right now. One of the best in the league. Well, when Travis Jervy. Oh Lord. Everybody remembers Travis Jervy. How can you not remember <laughs> Travis Jervy? I mean that fumble in the end zone and he jumped on it and broke Antonio Freeman's forearm. Everybody remembers <laughs> Travis Jervy. But okay, here's the deal. I still say that. I don't think our our defense beginning the seasons with no training camp, no nothing, defenses are not going to be as great, but still I don't think Illinois is going to put up points. I think it's I think Illinois is just going to 30 to play 24. some pretty poor football. And it's going to be a junk time touchdown that pulls it to 24. Okay, I can see that. that that's Oh, all of a sudden you're on my side. What's well, going on? Well, no, no, no. I just said I can see that. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying I can. I mean, I, I'm. Well, oh. I'm going with mine. Still seventeen and nine. But I guess once you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, this is Wisconsin sports. <laughs> it's like towards the end of the game, we tend to uh, let up. Um. So. Okay, I like it. So seventeen and nine is me. Badges on top. You got thirty to twenty four. Right. I like it. Opposite ends of the spectrum. But I like it. Okay. And that's what we got. So Badgers kick off tomorrow 
at was that seven PM Central? Friday, October twenty third, and yeah, I believe it's seven o'clock. Boom. Check your local listings. Ten twenty three twenty twenty at seven PM Camp Randall Stadium. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be exciting. Looking forward to it. Lucas, thank you for the question, my man. Um like I said, this is just a quick emergency podcast that we wanted to throw out. I think we'll have, obviously, a lot more content uh, Badgers-wise, obviously, after the first game. Um, get familiarized with the players, and we'll be able to provide you with more in-depth content uh, for week two and three of our Badgers. I just hope it's quality football, too. It gets you excited. It's not like the baseball season was where it wasn't very good quality baseball. and right. like. I'm, I am excited about the World Series. I'm excited for the Rays. I really hope the Rays beat the Dodgers because the Dodgers are the new Yankees. Um, I, I'm i excited about the NFL, even though there are a lot of sloppy games out there. But, you know, for the most part, the quality of the football has been pretty good. Except um, the NFC East. Don't. <laughs> what is it? The, what is it? The... Who's at the top of that? Is it the Cowboys? Yeah, at two, at two and, and four. four. What? Oh my yeah, God. we'll save that, that for next podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So this, the NBA obviously was really, really high quality. So mm-hmm. uh, I really hope that this is some quality that we can like get excited about and have some fun talking about. So I agree. Yeah, everybody, you have a you know good rest of your week. Enjoy the game tomorrow and. Uh, We'll check back in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.